I'm trying to be fun, right? So okay, you yeah. might say something I have to remember. Jake is a human being. He's talking. He's saying something. <laughs> I can smile. I can laugh. Uh, there's something I was thinking of that was um, weighing on me oh. from the last episode. Yeah. And I did say this in the show notes, which, of course, everybody should go to. I made it sound in the last episode when we were talking to Matt and Dave, like uh, I had never seen an explosion show. I said something along the lines of, uh, like, I was going to get to finally get to see them play, but I was meant to say finally get to see them play again. My wife, Allie, listened to the show. She said, it sounds like you had never seen the explosion play. And I just, uh, it should be clear that, like, man, they the know, they know. What do you, what do you like? <laughs> just don't want anybody to accuse me of not ever having yeah, you know like what? lots and lots I've of explosion seen it. shows like you haven't looked in the incoming email but it's a deluge of emails people accusing you of never having seen oh, the dang. explosion show that's my problem with podcasts you can't go back just edit it man that's what I always do is I go into those sound files that you make and then I change the mp3 so it <laughs> yeah. sounds like I was right yeah yeah just, there's things to do I gotta admit I, I had never seen them but I did go back in time and see them you know about that kind of time travel where people say, oh, I wish I could go back in time, you know, so I could see uh, Billy Idol in 1979. Yeah, you know, it's easy euphemism for something, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. But, like, I don't think that's what I'd want to be doing if I was going back in time. I don't know what I'd want to see. If I could go back in time to witness one event, yeah. would you really? I don't think I could contextualize. If I they said, I'm going to send you back in time to see Julius Caesar get stabbed, I don't think I'd even understand what I was seeing. Right? It yeah. wouldn't be in English. It, I mean, I understand people getting stabbed. Maybe it didn't happen like they say. That makes me think of a certain type of teleportation where, like, my concern about, like, having mass, everybody on Earth having, like, their own uh, individual teleportation device mm -hmm. would be that, like, some news would happen and everybody would teleport to that place at once. Oh, like, they uh, find out there's a new bakery that won the prize for best bakery and exactly, then they all show yeah. up? Yeah, and then there's, like, there's not enough space in the room or whatever and it's, oh, like, 100 so, like, people. One person you know, teleports into the space occupied by someone else. Like in the fly. Like that. Or you get thousands of people trying to teleport into a room that only holds like hundreds of people or something Oh, because like they all want to be in the be room where... And then like blood and gut starts gushing out the windows oh real God. fast and whatnot. <laughs> uh, so let's start the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, it started. <laughs> oh, hey. Hi. Welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So, we've known each other for decades. Once, while participating in a martial arts tournament... If I recall correctly, it was on a remote island controlled by a renegade monk. That's right. But now he was into international drug trade and human trafficking. Anyway, while exploring the island, we found a secret latch that led to an underground lair, and then there was a... Uh, something fantastical. Um, somewhere down there, we saw a ranked list of everything. We we memorized the list instantly, but then an unending mass of henchmen. A flunky flood. Poured forth from off screen. We, of course, beat up the henchmen. Flunking jerks. But we're hit in the head enough times that it caused us to forget the list. We can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, with the help of our guests and listeners like you, we will gradually reassemble the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 120 items with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Crows and the C are in the middle of the list. Now, when he says the C, we're not talking about the last initial of our listener, Adam C. We're talking about, like, the ocean. <laughs> Anyways, listener, if you want to look at the list while you're listening, go to everydamthing.net. So, this was submitted by a listener... Um, scurvy last initial d that's what we got from him and it's uh, the movie uh, enter the dragon enter the dragon yeah. is a movie from the 1970s it stars bruce lee going into this first want to say that uh, there's probably gonna be a lot of people that are big fans of this movie in this genre 
um, that are going to be uh, maybe disappointed by the things we have to say, or just like our la- general lack of uh, knowledge, my general lack of knowledge about it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair enough I mean, to say. Like I, I didn't rewatch. I've seen it, but you know, I haven't yeah. seen the movie for a few years. So really quickly before we really get into the in the movie, maybe it's a little bit of format chat time. So Scurvy D uh, had originally asked us to rank '70s and '80s kung fu movies, right? We had to clarify for him the process and the format of our show, where we, you know, the submitters. Uh, if you say, uh, you know, 70s and 80s kung fu movies, we're going to rank that thing on the list of everything. Oh, rather than a specific movie. Yeah, we rank yeah, the thing yeah. you tell us to rank. We're not going to come up with a list of movies. So yeah, we explained yeah. that to Scurvy D. He had only maybe listened to one episode ever. Maybe he hadn't finished one yet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I understand. So we settled on ranking uh, Enter the Dragon uh, because it's probably it's a classic. The, one was, of the most it, well-known of yeah. those styles of movies. So and it's format really, chat's done for now. Uh, we can move on to the movie. It, it's really like, I looked at, you know, when you look at like box office adjusted for inflation, and this movie is one of the more popular movies of the genre ever, you know? Like it's yeah. bigger than Drunken Master 2 ever was, because it was around, you know, it played worldwide. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big deal, a high watermark in the genre and something that's been influential and copied many times. And, um, and a big deal also because it stars a guy in Bruce Lee who is just like a, a magnetic presence, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, there wasn't there wasn't a lot more to come after this movie, right? No. So I think it has, like, a legendary status even more because of that. It's regarded as one of the greatest martial arts films of all time. It's cited as one of the most influential action movies of all time. In 2004, it was selected by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So, like, you know, the government put its mark on it that it's important... Um, I thought maybe I'd watched it before, but I guess I never had. And I, I found had it, you maybe seen the parody and Kentucky Fried movie? I, I'd watch like you know seventies and eighties because it's really movies. like the the archetypal. Like when you think of a movie, I mean, you've seen that plot a lot of times where it's like there's a guy he kidnaps all the great fighters and he makes them all come with him, or maybe he convinces them. Sorry, he convinces them to come fight yeah, in, yeah. This, in this in a secret tournament. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Mortal Kombat, and that's uh, best of the, the best, and best the, of the, the best two, and it's kind of a blood sport, you know. And the it's, tournament bit of it is secondary, and there's this other, all this other plot stuff going on. Yeah, that's that just to explain me. why like, those guys are there. Yeah, exactly, and it turns out to be, um, and maybe this is the American influence on it, and has to do with its time, perhaps more. But like, it turns out to be more of a James Bondy spy looking movie, plus like with some black exploitation in there. Yeah, uh, and it's not like when I think of kung fu movies, my experience with them is they mostly happen in a different era um not always but mostly in a different era and they just involve they don't involve spies and they don't involve like your idea of it is something like it's a period piece it's like drunken master 2 yeah or like the yeah. 36 chambers one what's that yeah yeah or, or like uh, once upon a yeah. time in china yeah or, yeah yeah and, and many of those happen um in contemporary times yeah there's like there's like a mythical quality to him which you don't really have here because this it's a james bond type situation you know he goes there's yeah, a yeah. there's a secret island that a, that a, yeah. basically a supervillain has and he has to be defeated yeah, yeah, or like a um, Danger Diabolic, that kind of. Oh man, now you're talking what I like. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. It does. It's funny. Yeah, there is a bit of Danger Diabolic in it too. Like thirty seconds into it, I was like, "This really feels like a spaghetti western." But I guess that just has to do more with the time that it was made. I, I, I could see it being a little bit influenced by those. But, yeah, it's um, from that era. I, I, at first, I thought it was overdubbed. Maybe it's just because I expected that because uh, I just thought it was made in Hong Kong and it was overdubbed. But um, I don't think it was, although. Maybe some of the Chinese actors might have had a, an American doing the dubbing for them. It's just well, like, also like just the way it feels because it's on film. It's the kind of content where, like, I grew up watching a lot of this kind of stuff where it was it looked like it was like shot on VHS. You know, like I yeah, like this is like it's a film film and it it really looks nice. You know, and they filmed it in Hong Kong. They say I think production wise, it was like Hollywood and Hong Kong yeah. film. So you production. so you hadn't watched it growing up. 
I thought I had, but like I, I just I remembered certain scenes vaguely, but like I think maybe because I had seen them referenced or, or yeah. just seen. I remember the, the weapon, the metal like hand, the metal hand. Yeah, but that like stuff like that is referenced so much in like so many other movies. Yeah, you um, see it, you've seen it, like you know it through cultural osmosis without even actually having having seen it. I gotta say, like yeah. Bruce Lee looks, he looks so amazing in it. Oh, he does. Yeah, it's such like, an awesome look. I mean, in terms of like looks of Bruce Lee, I also like the one. I want to say it's called Game of Death, the one where he wears the yellow tracksuit. Right. Yeah. Um, with the yeah. with the sneakers, I always thought like that. That was like the the best look he ever had. But um, but this one, yeah. it's like when you think about Bruce Lee, like for example, if you play um, there's a, in Street Fighter, there's a character that's based on Bruce Lee, and that's the outfit they give him is the outfit from this right. movie. You know, they, they don't give him the outfit from, you know, where he has a tracksuit. They don't give him the outfit yeah. where he's dressed like the Green Hornet's uh, buddy or anything like that. Just talking about the way he looks, like, one of the best parts of this movie, one of the biggest things it has going for it, is Bruce Lee himself. Uh, now, he didn't direct it. Maybe he went on to, to direct other movies. I'm not sure. Maybe he directed stuff that was more um, made in Hong Kong. But um, I thought that he, 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 I thought he died so shortly after this movie that he wasn't in yeah. that stuff. So the, Bruce Lee, to continue what I was saying, Bruce Did Lee was like... Did you want more romance his, in the movie? He, Did you wish he, there was... I didn't want more romance necessarily. Um, it was problematic in the um, romance and female, uh, yeah, female yeah. interaction. Uh, Did you cry uh, at any point? Um, no, I thought Bruce Lee was um, really uh, sexy. Yeah. Like just the way he looks, he looks great. And like not only like, you know, what just the way, you know, he, he looked physically, but like he could get pretty sultry sometimes, even when he's talking like to another man. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm impressed by that. You can see why people were so into him and it's like and, obvious and, this guy's a star you know it's not yeah. like it's not like there's push behind this guy for no reason yeah also he's like the way his body looks people's body didn't look like that back then like no you look like they look like captain kirk or something like that yeah. you know like he was just kind of ripped in a way that it was like unheard of at that point i mean his it, body fat index was probably like yeah non-existent he's so he's so thin and he's a small man but like very very ripped there's another guy in it not one of the main characters one of the guys who works for the bad guy but that's a martial artist that's uh like an asian oh, guy bolo. Like he plays super bolo buff. Or yeah 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 very buff but he's also like really uh really good at at, at the old martial arts i think that guy past. is in i want to say that guy's the villain in uh like a van damme movie too like that oh you know that, what that guy's around a lot I might be wrong, but he also might be the dude that play the dude from uh, Big Trouble in Little China that plays the guy that sucks in the wind. Uh, well, yeah, a lot of these guys are around. So, for example, like the um, I want to say Sammo Hung and Jackie Chan both play like henchmen. They, oh, really? Getting yeah, like I, I, Jackie out. Chan and I think another another name that of a guy I, that I that I remember was like that's you know they were doing yeah. this real young, yeah. but it's like probably getting paid a day rate, you know, to like yeah to like you know, get thrown off a, off a building or something like that. So know? speaking of Jackie Chan, like the fight scenes are cool. Um, they're, they're staged pretty impressively, but pretty much every fight scene while watching it. And I know Jackie Chan is a lot to Bruce Lee, but I was watching this thinking like how much better the fight scene would be if it was a Jackie Chan movie. Oh, cause um, well, that's years later. And it's like, I don't know. This is again, me talking about something I don't really know about, but yeah, Jackie Chan has theatrical training. Yeah. He was versus, he was like, versus like Bruce Lee, who is like, like martial arts and a trainer and that kind of thing first yeah and so you think about it like of course a guy with uh, with a theatrical background is, is going to have uh know how to stage things for a movie right like choreography right. and things like that i would well, imagine it's, it's i mean the choreography but also like you know me most of my experience being from jackie chan movies yeah um, yeah every time there's a fight anytime there's any object on screen i'm <laughs> I, i'm thinking like a brick a chair a pot a pot of boiling heroin like, there's a fight scene where there's pots of boiling heroin like next to them and bruce lee's like he knocks into him a couple times, but like 
yeah, I'm looking at it going like, I know that fucking pot of boiling heroin. Yeah, is I, I know that could be thrown face. on like somebody. And it doesn't at all. Like, there's I want to see, like, I want to see like the pot hit somebody. Then I want to see the handle hit somebody. Then I want to see the him yeah. put the pot over someone's head and then pull the handle and then the handle comes off. And then exactly, he, there's another scene earlier yeah. in the movie where like oh, it's Bruce Lee's sister is fighting a, a group of guys that are trying to attack her, and she like gets knocked into like um, a giant stack of tiles, I think roofing tiles or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, I know she's going to like throw every single one of those at those guys and fucking blast them apart. And like not a single one of them gets touched the whole time. It's like, why, why are the tiles? <laughs> you were trying there, to go you know? to the fireworks factory, Jake. It was like, I want to see yeah, the tiles. Exactly. You would imagine the tiles hitting them. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's a different era. Like, yeah, try watching yeah, no, a, and, and try course, watching like, an action scene in, in any movie from 1970. Yeah. What year is this? 19- yeah. Yeah. This is 73, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, so, like this, this are the shoulders that Jackie Chan stood on to like make the movies that he eventually yeah, did yeah. make. And you could you could see that in this, even all these fight scenes, you could see, you know, that Jackie Chan built what's from this to make what he made. He, he's like the um, what's his name? He's a choreographer, right? And he makes he does fight choreography. And I want to say it's Yun Yuan Wen Wen Ping, and okay. he did a lot of stuff that you've seen in, in the 90s. And I think he was yeah. working back then even. And he he does okay. like. He he's a fight choreography dude, but then he came to um he was like working he worked in Hollywood for a long time like he did stuff right. he did like the Matrix movies and things like this and like yeah big fights that you've seen and that you remember that look cool it's usually him that was like right. thinking how they work and it just like it's a special skill that not everybody can do no matter even if they can seemingly do everything else yeah especially for movies I mean it, for this type of fight movies like these things are things that should be able to happen in in the real world um and like you you should be able to like perform the whole thing without cameras there and have it actually happen you know oh i see what um, you mean for me it's just like i what makes an action sequence work for me is like can i tell what's going on yeah or you know yeah. what i mean like does yeah. it make sense like not just like fight but just any scene like what's the one where i where it just doesn't work for me the sequel to die hard there's a shootout and i can't tell what's happening i'm like what you yeah. know like where who, where is that guy why is he here or it doesn't it doesn't really make sense to me and it's, yeah. it's it just doesn't work so anyways, yeah. uh, I'm ready to, to rank this movie, I feel like. I, I, I want to touch on uh, a couple of plot points. We refer to it in the intro. Of course, there's like the, the stuff that the bad guy's into is just sort of across the board bad stuff. Like human trafficking, for sure. He's trafficking women to uh, international elites. Isn't he kidnapping um, uh, like uh, people for his army, too? Like he gets the dregs yeah, of society like, and, he, and, like, and, he, and he gets them addicted to drugs and puts them in his army. There's a scene where he has dregs of society in, in some cells and those guys eventually... They no longer free. know where they are, nor do they care. Yeah, and then there's also heroin. It's sort of very holistic. Just everything you can imagine. That, I kind of like, feel like bad. that's a villain archetype yeah. to do, which is just like, I'm into bad things. Although like, yeah. okay, you know, Dr. Doom from Marvel, you wouldn't imagine that he would, like, he would be selling drugs or no. he would be in human trafficking or something. It just, you know, it's a different kind of thing. He might be. I don't know. Depending on like what era he's in, I suppose. But yeah, or but the kingpin of crime, uh, the villain of yeah yeah spider-man would be doing all of these things um it's just kind of like he is a a force of evil yeah yeah and he's involved in all any type of especially big sort of organized evil thing that someone could do um another thing that i thought was cool in it was um i like jim kelly in it is jim kelly in much other stuff like is he i know he's like a martial artist action yeah he was in a couple i remember seeing him like in the VHS era, I saw him on the okay. cover of a couple of things, but I don't remember any movies. I was thinking he was like a guy that came from football or something like that. Uh, maybe I'm confusing with some other people. You but thinking like, of Jim Brown or, or something? Or I guess they're sort of yeah. conflating them, but he's like just a martial artist uh, and an actor, I suppose. Um, yeah. And there's a, a scene in the beginning where like some cops try to yeah. arrest him for walking while being black, yeah. and he beats their asses uh, and steals their cop car, which is pretty cool. And then he like the next thing you know, he's like landing in Hong Kong, going with- to fight in this tournament. 
Yeah, be fan of Bruce Lee and whatnot. Yeah, the the movie overall, the, the best things about it to me are from the perspective of today is its visual style is really cool and Bruce Lee is just like, uh, he's really engaging and hard to take your eyes off. Of. You kind of uh, wish like, what if we had had like twenty more years of Bruce Lee? Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh yeah, 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 like, yeah. I uh, think gray, graying Bruce Lee, older Bruce Lee. You know, like we got all this different kinds of Bruce Lee. You could tell that there's that he was becoming a good actor. I mean, he already was a good actor, you know, to a degree. So I think yeah, yeah. That, um, it, it is it is a shame that he um, died. Yeah. He did because I well, think he, I think he had presence. I don't know about like if if he had a lot of range, like if he how, how much other stuff. But you never know. True, true, like he yeah. could have yeah, You he, never know. He could have done comedies. He could have crossed yeah. over. It would have been a yeah. weird era to do it in, but. You know, like yeah. think about someone like Charles Bronson, where you know it starts out he plays stoic tough guys, but yeah. you can also play against type, and you know. Then again, he like his his absence maybe led to a vacuum that Jackie Chan filled in a way that only Jackie Chan could, and brought the comedy, like brought the. Uh, the I kind of think as long as that, as long as there's a a Hong Kong, there was gonna, you know, like. It was right. inevitable that there would be stars that would arise out of that world and out of that system. I think there's something special about Jackie Chan. I think the way he combined comedy with the action. It's like Buster and, Keaton and just, or something. It is yeah. Buster Keaton, you know. I feel like um, it's a different kind of thing though cuz like he 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 doesn't look uh he's not like beautiful physically the way that he, No, is. I mean he's he I think that he is really good looking. Um he might be a Hollywood 7 or 6, but he's in real life 10, probably Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, 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 But, him. but he, Bruce Lee is like a real life fucking 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. Um but what I'm saying is like in the world of movie stars it's like the, the dudes aren't comparable. It's true. Yeah. Um, and, so, and Bruce but, is objectively probably one of the most attractive guys of his time. Yeah. Uh, um, also, like this is like a Hollywood uh, distributed movie with an Asian lead. Oh yeah, um, totally, it's, totally. It's a big deal. I yeah. mean, it's like uh, if you're growing up in. A, I mean, think about it, if you're growing up in America or anywhere really, and yeah. and you're young and you're Asian and you're seeing someone who looks like you, you're a kid. I know a yeah. lot of people my age like that's a big deal seeing this movie on Channel Forty Four KBHK. And not long, like very short time before that it was common very common for white people to be playing asians and in a oh yeah like genghis khan played by john wayne also racist characters uh oh yeah la, uh, uh dr lao yeah breakfast tiffany's uh, yeah yeah, yeah so, like, this is like just a few years like right around that time yeah so uh yeah i think the splash that it made the impact that it made for asians and asian americans yeah, in yeah. Particular, i'm ready to talk um, about it. i'm ready to rank gives it. it a lot yeah let's, so let's rank it um all right what are the movies that we have we have trading places i don't think this is as good of a movie as trading places okay um, Training Places is at number 24. That's the highest ranked movie on our list. We have The Truman Show. That's number 26. Truman Show, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I imagine as a movie, um, Truman Show is better. Um, yeah, Truman Show does some, is is like, I kind of think the weirdest, it's like the weirdest blockbuster of all time. Right. right? It's doing some weird stuff for a big mainstream movie like that. And I don't um, I, I, we talked about that on the episode. Um, as a piece of art, it's maybe more important than this. Um, yeah, I would put this above Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Which, which is, is the next movie down? Is that is Yeah, that right? I think so. Yeah. That's number 54. It's at number 54. So there's quite a bit of gap there between 26, Truman Show, and 54, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And um, I can't argue with you at all. I think it's got to go above it. Um, yeah, so we're looking at somewhere in the 26 to 54 range. So let's yeah. let's narrow it down a little let's, bit. Yeah, let's try to narrow it down some more. So um, Okay, so Popeye is kind of similar to Bruce Lee in a way. And Popeye is a fictional right. character. He's at number 38. Popeye, right. I'm talking about the Sailor Man. Now, let's bear in mind that we're not ranking Bruce Lee. We're ranking this specific movie. Yeah, Although, yeah, like, no. of okay, course, okay. the fact that like what, what, what Bruce Lee brings to it and the yeah. fact that it's sort of Bruce Lee's biggest movie and all that stuff matters. But it, It's um, almost like... I feel like Bruce Lee is more known almost in the way that Popeye or Superman is known, right? Right. And it's in large but, part because of this movie. Like, 
True. Bruce Lee is synonymous with with martial arts for many years. You know, people said, "Oh, right, are you you doing that Bruce Lee stuff, right?" That's yeah, like, yeah, totally. Like yeah. Uh, martial arts would be. I mean, the last uh, dragon as, when he's as, Bruce Leroy, like he's not called, yeah, you know, totally. But uh, again, we're not. I'm just saying Popeye is Bruce something Lee where Lee. everyone knows the concept, even if oh, they yeah. don't know it. Even I if you, you had never seen the Enter the Dragon, you pretty I much. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and if we were ranking like the best Popeye cartoon, I would think the comparison is, oh, the, would be the, more direct. The Island of Sinbad you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I don't want I wouldn't want to put this movie. Well, I might put Bruce Lee above Popeye or yeah. like with Popeye. I and also a, a Popeye movie. cartoon, of course, has other elements. It has usually Bluto and Olive Oil yeah. who are like secretly a really good, they're like, it's like a really good cast for a cartoon because in every episode, every Popeye cartoon gives things for Bluto and Olive to do. It's not just right. like, yeah. just the Popeye. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting yeah. sidetracked. It's okay. No, um, it was presuming we're not going to, assuming we're not going to put him above Popeye at 38. I'm looking down a little bit further at Dancing Queen. Now, Dancing Queen is a, is a work of art. It's a yeah, piece of- Yeah, Dancing of, Queen is, is kind of the best thing of its- in the same way and kind of for the same era i think it's yeah. oddly yeah, comparable yeah, yeah. because it's also it is, yeah. like it's it's a 70s thing i believe um unless um, yeah and it's, dancing queen it, is like yeah and it's like yeah, if 70s. you want an example of the kind of music that dancing queen is you would give dancing queen and if someone said what's an example of a 70s uh, a martial arts movie i would say oh you enter the dragon probably like yeah there's not a better example really of, of for that kind of thing now, here's a little bit lower than Dancing Queen, which is 46, is uh, the Watchmen TV series. Yeah. Yeah, this is where I'm starting to wonder, is this something I want to put above Watchmen? I think oh, because Watchmen is teaching you about, about what happened in Tulsa. Like, it's it, the Watchmen TV series is teaching you about some real things, and it's showing yeah, you, like, and like, damn, what if Robert Redford was the president? And I think, like, overall, the the with the exception of fight scenes um, and performance of martial arts, I think overall the, the, the skill and artistry put into Watchmen... Um, is better than that of of Enter the Dragon. However, Enter the Dragon, I think, is so, so culturally important that um, I yeah, think I want above... to put it over Dancing Queen. Okay, over Dancing Queen. Okay, so yeah. what about I want to put it number forty six, just right above right above Dancing Queen, make yeah, it number forty six. Yeah, I think 46. that's the right place for yeah. it, man. I, I would, really do like yeah. it. It has a big it has a big culture footprint, and in some ways, I gotta I say something think... though. Huh? I might want to put it above Jorts. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, good. I don't know how um, we got Jorts so, so high. So, so, well, because. <laughs> Jorts includes Daisy Dukes and includes the cutoff shorts that I like to wear sometimes, like, you know, to, to the swimming hole. But I think this deserves to be above those okay. Okay. Uh, at number 45. You know, Enter the Dragon, the title yeah. confused me as a kid. I thought it would be more You're about going inside like, a dragon, like going inside like, a dragon. Yeah, yeah I didn't like really Pinocchio. understand. Yeah, I didn't know um, it was like stage directions. Oh, it's stage directions. You know, or whatever. They're like, enter yeah. the dragon. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to see this. <laughs> I thought it was like where they like Dennis Quaid when they shrinks down yeah. into the guy. I thought yeah. it was gonna be like that, but it was a dragon. Much to um, my disappointment, you know. So we're gonna put Enter the Dragon, the film starring Bruce Lee, in at number forty-five. Yes. Uh, moving Jorts to number forty-six. Um, and let's take a break and come back. Phew. I'm here because I want to be, and to tell you that every damn thing is brought to you by Sweat Pear Sweet Pear Sheds. Did you know the Pear Sheds are hiring? If you are the parent of a child in need of structure, discipline, and a healthy fear of authority figures this summer, have them come grow a pear with us. 
Ha ha, we are currently hiring for all positions, including Pear Packer, where your child will learn the value of a hard day's repetitive work as she individually wraps an unending flow of pears in tissue paper and packs them into a box, all the while being mentored by an older child pacing a catwalk above her, making sure she's doing it right. Please note, this job requires exposure to carcinogens and an anti-ripening agent that causes raised welts on the skin and in some cases temporary memory loss ha ha this is just one of many character building jobs available to your child this summer at sweet pear sheds good job now back to the shed must be 13 years or older to apply parents waive all liability for accidental or intentional death and dismemberment also don't knock to osha or you will be buried out in the orchard where you'll never be found visit everydamthing.net or find us on twitter and instagram and make sure to like and subscribe Oh, we're back. Hey, I'm, I got that? one to rank, and we can rank it right now. Okay. What's it going to be? Square pizza. Pizza in a square. Oh, this is uh, submitted by listener Christy J. I like pizza when it's square. I feel like um, there's this idea, you know, we have this idea of what like a trad pizza should look like. It's a circle, yeah. and then you cut it in arcs uh, measured by degrees, right? And each one is a wedge shape. Well, not exactly a triangle because there's a, the back of it is curved because of the crust comes from a circle. So each slice is, I don't know, 30 degrees or something. I don't know what the what the ratio is. But with a square pizza, you cook it like a square, and then you cut it into squares. And, you know, that stuff has been, like, codified now. I, w- I used to go to this pizza place. I used to live in um, in Queens, right? And, and in Queens, New York, there's a pizza place there in my house that had been working in operation for many years, and they had always made square pizza. They're like, yeah, that's like... They that's just always what they had done going back to I don't know when they start open in the fifties and and they're not going to change now. Um, I will say I enjoy the squareness. Um, no, is, I'm not talking it, about the deep dish. I don't really like that. No. But we're talking about just the shape. Am I right in saying that that square pizza is Sicilian style or is it Neapolitan style or it's one of those? It's like a style, isn't it? I don't think it is, man. Okay. And now again, I'm operating like I'm I'm I might be showing my complete ignorance of the thing. Right. But like. This is the same slice that you could, like, there's a place down the street. This is in Steinway. And it was like, there's a place down the street that has very similar slices. And they're, except they're just cut, you know, like you would think of a pizza, right? In a triangle shape. A wedge. What do you call that? I don't know what you call that shape, which is a triangle with a circular back. But I enjoyed eating the squares. I like the size of them. I said, ooh, I like your size when I picked it up. Um, (laughs) I, I, I I always enjoyed it. I felt like. There was less danger of it flopping over or causing, you know, something like that. And I, and yeah. I, I would, and I liked it. It was a little bit like you didn't get as much. I think there was less surface area. Yeah. But it was just a more compact. It was simpler. Yeah. Yeah, it was simpler. And I thought, man, all pizza should be square. I like it like this. And yeah, sometimes um, you want the inside because like there was a little bit of cheese on each one and the cheese shrank up a little bit. So yeah. some slices didn't have crust on. Right. So it was like, oops, all inside of the pizza, which some yeah. some might not like, you know, like, you know, yeah, how yeah, yeah. They, you know how like you can get the brownies. Some people want the brownies with the edges and you yeah. can get those dishes that make all edges. But yeah. you can also get all no edges where there's no border. It just goes into infinity. I don't I, I guess. I mean, there must be some th- way to, to, I guess. For brownies just, or for pizza or for both? Well, you could have a circular. I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to think about this now. But but okay. I'm just saying that the, the square pizza, I just liked it. Uh, I, I'm sure that pizza place is still around. I think it was called Rizzo's. And 
There are other places that I've another been to place that, that many of our listeners will be aware of is uh, Golden Boy here in San Francisco. Oh yeah, they have square pizza. People love Golden Boy. Um, but but like, would you North love Beach. it just as much if it was triangular? The the toppings would fall off because they put so a lot on I there. So I googled on my phone Sicilian style pizza, and um, it is square. Like Sicilian style pizza, also known as pizza on focaccia, um, mm-hmm. is I think what most people think of when they think of uh, so square pizza. So this pizza was like a, a what do you call it? Na- Napolitano, then. This pizza so that was. I'm talking so it was, about. It was thin. It, it was thin, yeah. but still cut into squares. It was what you oh, get yeah. in New York at the pizza place. The thin I see, I see, the pizza. Okay. And, and it had, you could get it with uh, basil leaves on it or, you know. I'm sorry, so it didn't have the crust on it? It wasn't like a raised crust. There's a little bit of crust on the edge just from the and, pan. But okay, like, but so so what if you get a middle piece of that? Then you just, there's no crust? Is that right? Well, like there's, I don't know. There's, I there's, there's, it's on a crust. It's no, just, but I, I mean, there's, there's no like. There's not an edge. Yeah, there's, there's not, not a dry edge. edge. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, not behind know, that like, kind of I loved pizza. it, man. If it's, I got if it's some takes on pizza crust. that are going to be okay. controversial, to say the least, because I like garlic bread more than pizza every time. Like, pizza is yeah. just garlic. Like Garlic I bread that, with tomato sauce. Basically, like, right? garlic bread is incredible. I was just, I think about it all the time. Yeah, they're they're both really good. I think it depends on the other toppings, I suppose. Um, does the, pe- but does the shape matter to you? The shape, well, here's the thing. Um, if we're just talking about shapes, triangles versus... Versus I like squares. triangles more than squares as a shape. A triangle yeah. has a beautiful shape in a lot of ways, but triangular pizza is not really a triangle, like I said before. The outside of it is You're curved right. in yeah. a strange way, so it doesn't follow the rules of geometry. For and if it. you turned it into a triangle, you'd be getting rid of the crust, which to me is the best part. Other people might not agree. To me, I'm gonna I would rank square and triangular pizza pretty much the same place. Practically the same. I'm not. I mean, triangular pizza is not on there. Um, uh, I think Christy submitted that as well, and we'll rank it some other time, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and also, yeah. pizza in general will eventually be on because I think that's been submitted by somebody also. Oh, that's okay. eventually going to be on the list as well. Well, let's rank square pizza. Itself. That's what we got right now. So square pizza. So what we, I think what it's got going for it right now is because pizza in general is not on there. It's, I'm going to be thinking of it mostly as just pizza. Um, that's fair. That's fair. It would, um, although, and since garlic bread's not on there to push it down, it's going to, yeah, yeah. it has the list to itself. Um, so uh, what's a comparable um, food item? So there's oh, Popeye's oh, chicken at number 42. Popeye, um, I like Popeye's chicken more than I like pizza. I got to say. But oh, more than pizza. Oh, I'm not a pizza guy like some okay. people. Let's like, see. You know, yeah. Pizza. But the thing is, I can't have Popeyes with you. Also, oh. like, I got a son. The only pizza he eats is pizza with only pepperoni on it. And my wife yeah. doesn't eat gluten. So basically, when I get pizza, I get really unsatisfying pizzas because I have to. I don't. I'm we're not going to get three separate pizzas, right? Yeah. So we yeah, have, yeah, it yeah, has yeah, to be totally. managed in such a way that is not. Uh, it doesn't make me. Uh, leave me with happy uh to me well. um uh, pretty much it's really hard to mess a pizza one of the ways you can is to make it gluten-free yeah um can i get you to put pizza above popeye's chicken yeah yeah okay. because i so, the reason why is i can have it with you you don't eat meat you can't have popeye's chicken with me so the, what's the, the use next, of having food the next, if i can't eat it with you yeah i agree um and pizza is more shareable more of a communal thing in general than chicken yeah, is you can give each other think, COVID. It's, it's great yeah um, the next uh, food up is rye bread. I know you're a big fan of that. That's number 32. Yeah, I like rye bread a lot, but I might like pizza more than rye bread because pizza has different things on it. Yeah. If you could make a pizza and put it on rye bread, I don't know why anyone, no one has ever thought of that. Like make a pastrami pizza with Swiss cheese on the top. and Or making know. some sort of rye dough for pizza. That sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, why Like, why is that not a thing? I would love that. If we're going to put it above rye bread, then then it gets tricky. I think that yeah, it's going to make it. Then it's like the, the Well, the next up food for... is It's It, the San Francisco I, uh, ice cream cookie. It That's number, the, it's yeah. number five. Um, I can't. Um, you uh, know what? I'm, if I was, if I had to um, choose 
that I was going to have one of the two things for the last time. I might choose it's it. I, I, I'm willing to um to give up on that a little bit. A but... lot of these things are better. I think sex is better. I think like okay, sex uh, is number thirteen. You're right. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll go with that. Below sex, we've got Rod Laver's shoes, which you're. A I big think fan Star Wars of. is better. Uh, you think Star Wars is better than pizza? Star Wars what is a lot like pizza? pizza because there's so many different like variations on it, styles of it. Um, but that you know what, the floor of pizza is higher than the floor for Star Wars because like there there are Star Wars movies I don't really I don't care for. Yeah. And and in fact, like I like about I realize oh I like about half the Star Wars movies that have come yeah. been made. You know, so right, it means right, like, right. but I consider myself someone who likes Star Wars, whereas pizza much more than half of the pizza I've eaten in my life I like right and yeah. even the stuff I don't like I said ah it's okay you know like I had yeah, this pizza get, once where these robots you don't made like it. you could give to your friend and you just eat get the one yeah that you whereas like. what if you try rolling up to your friend's house with a bunch of unwanted Star Wars DVDs for movies you don't like he'll say get out of here what are you doing in my driveway yeah exactly I'm um, gonna go get my shotgun or if you're trying to show your friend like uh, you give your friend a box droid toy or something like that <laughs> yeah and, he's like yeah hey, I, oh I got a Greedo it's a little bit damaged it got some sand in it. Yeah, let's say like, uh, so say get off my property so we have star wars the whole um media franchise in yeah. at number 15 and do you think we could put it above star wars yeah i'd be, I'd be with happy that. with that I, I could do that square pizza and again it's like i don't to, to be honest like i don't think square pizza is really better or worse markedly i like square pizza quite a bit but i, I don't like i don't like shapes in that sense yeah like the shape doesn't mean i, I would kind of like a little circular pizza like if they could make it so that each like slice? a bagel? No. Okay. <laughs> then you'd be having pizza anytime, man. You can't. You can't do that. Um, I guess maybe I do mean like on a bagel. Basically, yeah. I want if what if the, the way they slice the pizza was by oh I got a good idea, yeah. like they cut it in a circle. So basically, you eat a spiral of pizza. Like you cut it coming out from the outside of the of the round pizza. You cut it in slices that are spiral shaped. So you uh, eat like a strip of pizza. So it's like a, you eat like a pizza spring. You yeah, pick it up basically. And, okay. But it, that's uh, how it's cut. So you get like that. four inches of pizza. I would like that too. Well, the, <laughs> Square Pizza enters it at number 15. Yeah, number 15, moving yeah. Star Wars and Media franchise to number 16. Let's take a break. We'll come back and rank one more thing. You're done when I say you're done. Now do it again. Okay, every damn thing is supported by Sweet Pear Sheds. Did you know your son or daughter could be a part of the mechanics crew this summer? Our sheds are basically a maze of conveyor belts, hot glue machines, and other industrial equipment from the 1970s that breaks down all the time. And we need small bodies that can crawl in among the gears, hydraulics, and loose wiring to make repairs and make sure we meet our daily quotas by whatever means necessary. So if you want your child to learn a trade this summer while growing a pair with us, don't call or email or anything like that. Just come on down and we'll work out an agreement. No paper trail, no fuss. Was that good, Bob? I told you don't use my real name. Must be under five foot three and hundred and eight pounds. Not responsible for chemical burns or damage to hearing. All the pairs you can eat. Visit us at everydamthing.net and on Twitter and Instagram. But don't tag me. Like and subscribe if you know what's good for you. Okay, so we're back. What's up? The thing that I'm bringing to rank uh, is something that was submitted by. Um, he just goes by the name Reno. It seems like and I'm mysterious. A man of mystery. And he wanted us to rank smell. The sense of smell. The um, sense of smell is really important. And uh, so uh, it's tied to memory the most. They say yeah. like. You smell something and it takes you back. Like uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce the French author Proust. Proust, you know, what I'm saying you yeah. you smell the uh, oh I smelled the uh, the 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 pastries the the Madeleine. And it transfers you to your childhood maybe or something like that. Yeah. So oh the smells in my mother's kitchen. I remember what she was making. 
let me read some stuff that Reno wrote. Um, so he has no sense of smell. Oh, um, he can he's he can taste things. I know a lot of people that can't smell things also can't taste things. Or they're they're, uh-huh. they're connected. He says he can taste things, but it's not enhanced by the sense of smell. Uh, and he said it's hard to determine exactly when it went away. It's not like getting hit in the head and going blind, or even slowly going blind. Same for the other senses. It's pretty obvious if you go deaf or can't feel anything or can't taste. Sometimes I wonder if I ever smelled at all, but I'm pretty sure I did as a kid. It's been so long without it. I don't really have any memories of ever smelling anything, but when I started noticing was around 12 years old. So it either went away around then, or I just didn't realize I couldn't smell before. I think maybe I wonder how little... you would, how it would go, like how you would, I would like to talk to him about it. That's really quite interesting. So he said like, maybe as a little kid, you kind of, this is like to explain like maybe he, if he never had it, this would explain it. That as a little mm-hmm. kid, you, you kind of just go with the flow when somebody smell, says this smells good or bad. You just agree. Um, and, and it's then he like says you, there you was, smell there... food and then you taste the food. And if you can taste it, then you it, then you kind of backwards engineer the story that you smelled it, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, he thinks there might have been a couple. Like I said, he doesn't remember exactly when away. He knows that around 12, he realized he, he couldn't smell. Um, but he, he then, didn't have so any like, superhuman abilities in his other senses, did he? That's a good question. Uh, that's I just assume that's, that's how it works. You know? Anyways, he closed off by saying, it's been at least 30 years. I'm finally seeing a doctor about it next month. So it had me wondering how you ranked smell. Um, I kind of doubt there's anything to do to bring back smell, but maybe who knows? His yeah. What if the doctor just crosses a couple wires or says like, oh, "Let's give you this pill," or you know, do something in your brain, and then all of a sudden he can smell everything? You know, what if he's like, "I don't like the way I smell," you know, because his own smell will be <laughs> oh, like, yeah. like I'm used to my like... own stink, right? But I, uh, yeah. if if I had no sense of smell for the past, you know, for thirty years or so, it would really be strange. Or like you realize like. I, no wonder this apartment was so cheap to rent, right? Because it stinks. And, and you didn't know yeah. that it did. Or what if you realize that your best friend or the person you love or somebody like that has a smell that you just can't tolerate? I was worried about that when my wife got laser eye surgery because I thought, oh, she's going to like actually see me versus yeah. usually she see, she would see me. She's like, oh, because of all the scratches on her glasses and like the dust yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. So she'd be like, oh, it just looks like a kind of a blob that looks vaguely husband shaped. But yeah. now she actually like can see my face, and I was like, "Oh no, this isn't gonna go well." I guess but, what you, know. you said earlier, if you didn't like the way you smelled, that would be that would be the absolute worst. Yeah, um, or yeah, exactly, because it's like all of a sudden there's an unfamiliar smell. I gotta say, I a smell certain smells make me really happy, like the smell of uh, of of rye bread, right? Oh when yeah, it's being toasted. for sure. I love it. You know what for I mean? Sure. And, and and if I could crack a vial of that and I just huff. Uh, the rye bread smell, I would do that. Um, I believe I can relate a little bit to, to Reno or to people that, I don't want to say I can relate to people that can't smell, but my sense of smell was gone or, or really diminished for quite a long time because I smoked cigarettes and that messes with your uh, with your sense of smell oh. and your sense of taste, but smell more than taste, I think. Uh, and so since I stopped smoking, it's gradually come back. Um, do you enjoy food I, more or do, do smells I think bother I do. you more? I think I do. Um, it's possible like also with smoking comes like um, a lot of times when people quit smoking, they start consuming other things like food oh, can, yeah, can replace yeah, yeah. The, the urge to, to smoke. But um, you're you putting your hands in the barbecue sauce and whatnot. Yeah. Like I, I make a point now and this is like maybe because of coincidence with beer being popular since around the time I quit smoking craft beer and whatnot, like yeah, yeah. with beer, I tr- unless it's a really crappy beer, I try to always drink it out of a glass because I know that like aroma, like smell is tied with taste and like you're, you're not getting the full. Yeah. Taste yeah. Really I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same with okay. wine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, foods, cheese and stuff like okay, that. Like, so I'm, I'm really imagine if you couldn't stuff. smell anything. Did you not? So you didn't enjoy food as much when you couldn't smell it. You don't think. I think I did. But it coincided or, with you smoking and you, you, you live in a different life It might have coincided now. with, yeah, with, with other parts of my life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I appreciate this stuff, cuisine and whatnot more uh, now that I'm 
married you know, and had the relationship like I have too, with my wife adds to that as well. And it, 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 that happens to coincide with around the time I quit smoking. So, who, you know, who knows? There are but, people who don't enjoy the sense of smell. I mean, I've talked, I know people who, weird, the, yeah. the only time they ever talked about something having a smell, it would say, that smells bad. You yeah. know, uh, it smells like shit. This is a bad smell. Yeah, and it would yeah. be like, totally, I'm, totally. I'm cooking garlic or something. And yeah, somebody yeah. would be like, oh, it stinks. It's like, well, yeah. it has a smell to it. Yeah, but everything has a smell to it. Like, like that's life, right? Yeah. So some people don't, some people just would rather, I feel like would rather not have a sense of smell because it kind of yeah, reminds you that you live in a physical world, which is gross for some people. Yeah. It's, it's weird to me. Maybe it's because my smell is even still like, um, dampened by the fact that I smoked that like, I don't think like even to me, even bad smells, I think are like a good, it's at least good that they exist. Cause they might be warning you about something or like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, not to I step guess, in this or that. I, I guess if you're really sensitive, even like even farts, man, farts are fun. Even the smell, like it's worth. Yeah, it's it, not like, gonna hurt you, you know. If like, someone asked yeah. me if like we could erase the smell of farts, you like make it so nobody ever smelled farts again, I would be like, no, we shouldn't do that. No, I think that's important. Yeah, I, and, I agree with you. And, and and then like you think like or the smell of like uh of like a cow pasture or something, which or yeah. like the smell of like boiling vinegar, and you're like, that's an yeah. acrid smell. What? But that stuff is information. It's like. There are there are colors I don't really want to see all the time, but it's good that we have them. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I, no, it's true. Yeah, it even smells like even the smell of something like dead like is terrible, but it's good that it's around, you know. And like it's good. Oh that- yeah, like there was a gopher that was killed in a trap in my backyard, and it was like rotting and maggots all over it and everything. Yeah. And the smell was like the worst smell you ever had in your life. But like, it's, but it's a warning. I, I don't want you. I don't want Reno to feel bad, but like I, I don't know. I I I was like I don't. I wouldn't want to not have smelled that. And it yeah. also gave us like all something to talk about. We all smelled the same thing. It was like we all lived in the same sensory world. I, I've heard maybe this more with taste than with smell, but I've mm-hmm. heard that like, that, for example, there's like a higher suicide rate amongst people that can't taste or maybe also can't smell than there is amongst people that can um, because maybe. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Something uh, I remember that people get really depressed when they lose their yeah. sense of smell more than if they go deaf or blind. Yeah. Like in the long term, like at first, like when, when people first are going blind, it's very difficult for them. You know, like yeah. there's a period of, uh, uh, now again, this is like, I'm speaking out, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Remember thing I'm saying, but, but something, but I remember like, it leads to like some real unhappiness, but if it doesn't bother you, then I, I guess you've yeah. without it. Yeah. That said, like of all the senses, smell is probably, if I had to give up one, it's probably the one I would give up first, despite how much I like, Especially I like Especially if you could still taste, right? Because yeah. It, it would give you a shorter range of like in the world. You'd have to get real close. And you have to lick things. I feel like yeah. I would lick a lot more things if I couldn't smell. Right. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me too of animals. Like another thing that about smell is animals use it so much. I mean, we use it to communicate as well and to like find our way around. It's not but really we don't part of our language realize. though. It's like we. Yeah. For many I, animals, for, like even for like other mammals, it's more of a dominant thing for them, more important for them than even like sight is. Well, also it's like we're very visual. So it's like we live in so much online, right? Where there isn't a, a smell uh, component yeah. to being online. Yeah. So, there isn't like a smell component in general to art, with some sort of exceptions. Like to cooking, yes, if you count that as expression. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Or if you go to like uh, some sort of art happening, you know, yeah. you go to your downtown, you're, you're going yeah, to yeah. the art happening, and then like they're, they're putting smelling salts underneath your, your nose. There's aromatherapy, you know, like my wife sprays the spray that her sister makes um, every oh. night before we go to bed, and it smells so good and, and calms me so much. And like the, the creation of that, I think, is, you know, making that. Combining that, yeah, just like yeah, thinking, yeah. And it's expressive in itself. Consuming it is wonderful as well, and I, I would consider that. Oh yeah, or just perfumes and yeah. and and yeah, colognes totally, and, totally. and and scents in general. Okay, so yeah. I'm ready to rank it. I think this is kind of a complicated. Yeah. It's it's a it's a big one. And, yeah, and it's, it's weird that, because it's, it it seems like the most underrated sense, but it's also like 
still I think it's at the bottom sense to me. So it's hard to like. Yeah. What about something like onions? Hmm, oh, no. so onions reliance smells so much. Onions high. is at number eleven on the list. Yeah, like without a sense of smell, onions wouldn't be that impressive. Um, well, you'd still have taste, though. Yeah. What about number 13, uh, sex, without the uh, sense of smell? Yeah, I guess the sense of smell yeah, contributes to that, I think sex would still be cool, though. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I kind of think... Makes sense. You could put it lower down on the list. Yeah, and but we are looking... A, you could watch a looking... Star Wars movie um, without a sense of smell, and it's, it's the same, right? Yeah. You imagine, you're like, oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside, and you have to put together, like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's different that they smelled that, you know. Um, boxers are dogs, which can dogs stink a lot of time, but they don't stink to you if you don't have a sense of smell, which is actually good. Yeah, and they can be enjoyed, yeah, without it. Um, yeah, and that's number seventeen. Now, ducks are number eighteen. I don't really think of any smell of them. I'm, Bill Paxton, I don't know what he smells like at all. You know, Shakira, yeah. I'm sure smells lovely. She's number twenty-one. Right. Um, and then the three Stooges, I, I can only imagine what they smelled like. They were sweating. Yeah. They were well, doing we're not, stunts I mean, all day. I, I think looking at these things and thinking of what they smell like, I don't know if that's the right exercise to use and where to rank this. this oh, no, I was smell. just doing that. <laughs> I was just, okay. That's just something I started thinking about. But, I mean, Christmas trees, they smell really good, too. Uh, yeah. I really like those. But um, I, Yeah, I feel like a, does that a make them better or worse? all like, of these. Yeah, there you is. You tell a me if you component. met Shakira, you wouldn't be wondering what she smelled like? Uh, you're totally yeah. right. Uh, but What do you and, think I, Shakira does smell like? Probably a really good smelling perfume, I suppose. It what do you is, think? She's been dancing a lot. She probably she's probably got a great smell. Oh yeah, yeah. I would imagine um, a healthy a healthy sweat smell. I, I would think imagine the senses that, um, in general. Um, this is the first sense that we've ranked. I think this just probably smell like me. They smell like onions. We've I think we've mentioned it before because one of them probably has an onion in his pocket. Oh, that's like the fashion of the time. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I think that the, the senses smell like all the senses sort of have to go up pretty high. Yeah, I I, I would say they go up pretty high. I don't know about as high as an it's it. I don't know about as high as sex. Sex number yeah. 13 is where I'm hitting it. That's like the, the breaking point for you. Yeah. And 14, Rod Laver shoes. I, I like them because you like them a lot. But otherwise, yeah. like I, I'm like sort of, they're neutral. They have a I smell like... to them. A new pair of Rod Lavers has a particular smell that, I mean, I'm sure other Adidas smell about the yeah. same, but it's a great smell. Would, would you be fine with moving Rod Lavers down and, yeah, yeah. and putting yeah. smell in at number 14? Okay, great. So um, the sense of smell that goes in at number 14, it moves Rod Laver's shoes, clothing to number um, 15. Now, one thing I wanted to do quickly is, so we got a, um, a listener mail. This is uh, kind of a bonus format chat. Um, so this is from listener Amy C. She said, I've been meaning to write to tell you how much I love your podcast. Been listening to EDT while exploring my new home in Kauai. Uh, oh, wow. Has helped me through more than a few homesick moments. Uh, I love to listen to the top of the episode to hear you recapture your memories after such grand adventures. It's fun to imagine how I might rank the items if I were privy to the great powers of the list. The new commercials made me laugh out loud. I even enjoy feeling outraged when I disagree with certain placements, like uh, when coffee was ranked way, way too low. And then she gave us uh, some submissions, which is that's great. That's good. Um, that's what that's what you got to yeah. do, and man. Said, Controversy um, creates cash, Jake. It's like I always say. Uh, she said, keep up the great work, uh, Amy. So... Uh, it's it was nice to receive this. I just wanted to say thanks, Amy. I'm glad that we've uh, helped you uh, over there in Hawaii. Uh, and mahalo. Thanks for the um, comments. The intro um, is fun to do, uh, but who knows? We'll see. Maybe we'll keep on doing the intro forever. Maybe we won't. Uh, maybe we might mix it up some. Uh, that's the end of this bonus episode of Format Chat. You want to close out this episode of the podcast? Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. That's where we fact check ourselves, give further info on subjects we talk about. Um, if you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything, email it to us at list at everydamthing.net. That's right. We want to hear your suggestions for things to rank or comments or words of encouragement or corrections or threats. 
Again, the email address is list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can suggest topics there as well if you don't want to email us. Subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Uh, our theme music is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it and recommend it to a friend who would like it. Okay, and that's it. Uh, that's the show, and we will catch you all next week for our next show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.